from downtown, this is Tim Kitscher from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we break down the Super Mario Maker 2 Direct. My Toy-Con has spilled blood. Only 62 more sequels till Mario Maker 64. to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 171, your place for all of the latest Nintendo news from Nintendo fans like you. We are your hosts. I'm Trey Charvarg Johnson. I'm Jeremy Katana One, please. Mikowski. And I'm John. Extra Styles Knitter. Extra Styles? What are your extra... like Harry Styles? <laughs> what are your extra styles? Oh, we don't know. I don't... So far we know it's uh, Super Mario Maker, uh, Super Mario 3D Land. Oh, yeah. Or 3D World. And we don't know what the extra styles are beyond that. Oh yeah, yeah. That was our that's our big topic for this week. The uh, Super Mario Maker Two Direct happened today, right before we recorded a fifteen minute direct. We're going to talk about that in the second half of our show. But let's start off our show as we always do and talk about what we've been playing. Now, now. Uh, I'll go first. It's my birthday week this week. Yay! Hey, happy birthday! I, I turn uh, <laughs> I turn thirty nine on Sunday. So I, you know, I spent a little bit more money than I normally do. So I bought myself uh, some games on the Switch. I bought uh I bought Red Out, which was that game that we talked about with uh Backstage Gaming way back when. I thought about saying that as my that was one of the middle names I thought about saying. Saying like Red Out, more like Wipeout. <laughs> well, it's a Red Out is that future it's a futuristic racing game that just came out, just came to the Switch. It actually it's a lot more Wipeout than F0. But okay. I'm starting to get the hang of it. I kind of didn't really like it that much at first, but it definitely wants you to, like, as you go through, you can, like, get more money and, and unlock more ships and upgrade your ships and stuff like that. And, like, the more you upgrade it, the more it, better it gets, I guess. It's still not the F-Zero that I've been waiting for, unfortunately. But I'm starting to think that that is never going to happen until Nintendo makes an F-Zero. So, Nintendo, get on it. Get working on that shit. I also found it funny that... uh the day that pretty much the day that Red Out came out, uh, Fast RMX went on sale. I don't know if they were trying to, uh, I don't know if they were trying to be like, hey, if you don't want to spend thirty bucks on Red Out, get a Fast RMX. But but they put that on sale right then, so they could compete with them. But yeah, I got that. I I, I played it a little bit so far. Uh, so far, it's I've been getting into it slowly. Uh, I also That's kind of an expensive game. Yeah, it's thirty bucks. It was like I said, birthday week, and I was like, ah, fuck it, I want to get it. So. But I'm starting to have is fun it 30? with it. I thought it was forty. It's thirty. Okay. Yeah, forty is uh, Sonic, which is coming out next week, which I wish was out now because I think it looks awesome. Sonic Racing. But uh, yeah, these are pretty solid on that too. Yeah. Yeah. No, it looks really good. Everything I've seen of it looks awesome, and those games are really, really, really great. Like, like I said before, the Sonic and Sega All Star Racing games are awesome. Like they are, they are definitely up there. Not not quite like Mario Kart Eight tier, but who cares? That game's like thirty years old. 
Like this is a new it's a it's a new good racing game, and I think I would say All Star Racing it. Transformed is better than Double Dash. Hmm. Hmm. On GameCube. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I really like I really like Double Dash. I do too, but I'm just trying to like if I threw it in the uh, the ranking of Mario Kart, mm-hmm. it would be above that. I would say that it's better than Super Circuit on Game Boy Advance. Uh, yeah, I guess so. No, oh, I think that one's one of the worst ones. I thought that'd be an easy one to put in there. I think that's like class place for me, pretty much. But uh, yeah, I got that. Also, um, so uh, the SteamWorld games are on sale this week, and I bought SteamWorld Heist for five ninety nine because it's so cheap, and I've been wanting to get that game for so long. I just decided to bite the bullet on it, and it's really cool. I've I've only played about forty fifty minutes of it, like maybe like only the first like three or four levels, but it's really cool. It's a turn based game like a Fire Emblem, but it's two D. So it's all, you know, it's all just flat and you go, you know, and you go through these ships, walk around these ladders and stuff. And the art's really cool. It's a lot of fun to play. It's written really well. It's very quirky, all that stuff. So I, I've I enjoyed that game as well from what I've played of it. And also just for the hell of it to hope that I could finally beat the game. Um, Starlink was, they, they had like the uh, deluxe stuff on sale. So I bought like pretty much all of the additional stuff. For like twenty bucks, you can buy like one of the collection packs, and it's pretty much all of the. I think it's like all of the ships except for two, and like all of the most of the weapons and most of the characters and all that. It's marked down like sixty percent, so you can pretty much get all of the extra stuff for twenty bucks. So I got that as well, just to try to get through the rest of that game, because I was like, ah, that's that's so cheap, and you get a bunch of shit. So. And I wanted to play the new Star Fox DLC stuff, so I haven't gotten around to that. So that gave me a reason to go back to that. So I plopped another $20 down on Starlake. But you get a lot of shit from it. So so I did that, because that, that's on sale as well. And um, I think that's... Uh, there's a couple of things that are supposed to come out this week, actually, that I was interested in, which weirdly haven't shown up yet. Like uh, like Castlevania Collection supposed to come out tomorrow. It's like it's a not present on the eShop. I found that weird. Like, it's not even in the coming soon section. I, a lot of people are thinking that it's coming out next week because of that. Because it's not on there, which is really weird. That was something that I wanted to get, you know? It's because it's 20 bucks and it has, like, Castlevania Bloodlines on there and Super Castlevania 4. You know, the NES games, the some of the Game Boy games, Kid Dracula, like a bunch of cool stuff on there that I'd really like to play on the Switch. And, uh, yeah, it's nowhere to be found, which is kind of weird. I had, like, forgotten about it and remembered because somebody was like, hey, it's on there. Also, uh, you know, the NES games came out this week. I just played, like, five minutes of Clue Clue Land while I was waiting to start recording. So that's about... <laughs> I still don't understand how that game works, but I tried to <laughs> tried to mess around with it a little bit. But as far as uh, games that I've played, I beat... So uh, we did we did a Detective Pikachu spoiler cast for uh, Drunk Monday. John, John was on it. Um, I beat, but I managed to beat Detective Pikachu on 3DS before I saw the movie. So I was, I knew everything from the game going into it, which was really cool because then I can know the differences and all that. So I played that nice. and beat that as well. And uh, real quick. so did you play this demo for a little bit? Oh yeah, I, I got on the Japanese eShop and downloaded some demos just to see what kind of what kind of demos they had there. And I played a uh, Super Robot Wars T on there. Which I mentioned before, it's a big, it's a game that's been mentioned a lot of times on uh, Acts of the Blood God. They, uh, Cat Bailey's kind of gotten a following around it. It's a, 
It's a turn-based strategy game where you use giant robots from various anime, and it's like a crossover game. And supposedly, supposedly it's good. And uh, there's a free demo on there from the eShop, and I was like, oh, I'll try it out. Unfortunately, there's no English in it whatsoever, so I don't really know what's happening. But I played around with it enough to to get to where I could, like, you know, play a match and play and do some of the turn-based stuff. But so that sucks that you can't. There's no English. Also, I got that work that work times work game that uh, Mother Three developers worked on. The um, it looks really cool, but once again, it's all in Japanese, so I can't tell what's happening. But I messed work up. Is it a demo, work. or did you actually buy it? It's a demo. I, I got the free demo for it. That's another demo that I found on the on the Japanese shop. It's supposed to be kind of like um, it's supposed to be kind of like that uh, Pokemon. The free one that was on there, where you like, where it was a free to play, but I don't think this game is free to play. But it's still like the same sort of game style, I guess, from what I read. But the sprites in it look a lot, lot, lot like uh, Mother Three. That's why I like was really interested in it, and it looks really pretty. I just can't tell what's happening on there. But yeah, that's that's what I've been playing for the week. Well, for me, I uh, beat Katana Zero. Pretty proud of that because that game's Woo-hoo. hard. It gets really hard at the end. It's great, isn't it? Oh yeah, I'm. Uh, my nickname was Katana One, please, just because I jokingly commented on someone's Facebook thing the other day that the sequel t- would obviously be Katana One. Oh um, sure. I want more. I want more of the game. It leaves you. It really leaves you hanging at the end. It, yeah, it does. And, uh, it kind of ended abruptly. Like I didn't realize that was the end mm-hmm. when I played that level. So it was just done all of a sudden. I was like, oh wow, that was the last boss. And the last boss was easier than some of the other bosses. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, some of the stuff, some of the stuff leading up to that gets really, really hard, especially mm-hmm. when you get to those rooms where you got to kill like multiple guys. Yeah, and then that's and I did I didn't even know there was a time limit until the that very last big room that you have to go through. That's the first time the time limit even became a, a problem for me. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that too. So it was fun though, and I mean, has some pretty satisfying plot twists and. Uh, it's fun though. I don't know. I like it. I really like the music to it. I've listened to the soundtrack at work three or four times this week, mm-hmm. just because I love it so much, and uh, I want to think about the game when I'm not playing it. So yeah, I played all the way through that. Uh, played, got my Labo VR kit on Thursday, oh, okay. last Thursday, and uh, of course it arrived right before I had to go to work, so I didn't have a chance to do anything with it until that night. I threw the uh, the headset together. It did not feel like just the thought of putting that blaster again to, together and getting just like <laughs> was too overwhelming for me. So I was like, well, my partner's coming over on Friday to hang out. So maybe she'll help me build it. And of course, she didn't really want to. <laughs> no, I didn't. Des- I didn't describe it in such a way. I don't think she was just like <laughs> that excited about building it. Is she- I was like, hey, you want to help me make this cardboard toy? And she was like, uh, I'm really tired. Can we just play video <laughs> games? So I mean, you're she like, still wanted to play video games. She just didn't want to build that thing. So you're like, but this I is don't, a video I game. I don't blame her. This is a video game. You should have uh, you should have offered her a whiskey and Pepsi. That's what. Uh, that's how you got me to do it, or I well, got you I, to do it. I, I ended guess. up so. <laughs> I ended up not putting it together, the gun together, until Monday night. So just a couple days ago, um, after I went and saw the Pokemon movie, I uh, got home and had had a nice little buzz going because I like drank at the movie. And um, decided to build it that night, and it took me about five hours. Yeah. Oh wow. 
Yeah, because oh, I was taking my sweet time and I yeah. kept getting distracted and doing other stuff. But mm. you know what? I, I owe my cats an apology. So I'm going to make a public apology right now to my cats. <laughs> but they, they didn't even bother me at all while I was making this cardboard toy. They just like, I mean, they would watch me. They were definitely interested in whatever I was doing, but they didn't come over and try to fuck with anything. The only thing they would do is if I would close the top of the box, they would try to get on top of it because I think they like the texture of the Labo box because they're always good on this one too when I don't have stuff on it. So they want to lay on the box, but they don't care uh. about chewing any of the Toy-Con stuff up, at least not yet. So they were really nice while I put it together. So good on them. Yeah, I know you've you've talked a lot on the show about how uh... – how how they just want to destroy cardboard. That's just their how, I feel how bad. they feel. But they proved you wrong. They're like, they well, I'm not. They do, do like to destroy cardboard, but apparently not the cardboard they know that I care about. But we'll see. I don't know if maybe I should leave one of the ones I care don't care that much about. Leave it out and see what happens. Mm. Well, the the they might still prove you right though. So maybe that'd be a bad. But idea. Uh, when I was building it, the cart the other when I was building the gun the other night. I uh, I had cut myself at work earlier the day, in the day with a knife. Gave myself a pretty good cut in my thumb that was bleeding a lot. Oh. And I got it to stop bleeding and got it to, like, mend. But while I was making the Labo, it busted open again, and, like, there's blood all over the side of my, my gun. It's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. And now it looks like you've uh, cool. you've been through some battles. <laughs> <laughs> like those aliens yeah, have bled in real I life. Playing, uh-huh. But I did end up playing uh, the shooter game with... Shauna, she really liked it, and then uh, we played um, the the Hippo game too. She thought that was cool, so ended up being a fun multiplayer game. We played it uh, Tuesday night. Cool. Have you tried uh, VR Zelda yet? I tried it. Um, don't think I like it. No. Did you turn the motion sensor off? Yes. Uh, it's not that I hate it. It's just that I would rather just play it normal. Oh, okay. Um, it, it cuts off like you lose a lot of the UI on the sides of the screen, which really bothers me. Mm-hmm. And um, it just, yeah, it just looks so low resolution because it is. Mm. Um, I got those straps, and actually those just came in the mail today. So I tried playing it a little bit with the straps, and that was a little better. But I got this huge zit on my face, like right here next to my nose. It's just exactly where the lado rests, so (laughs) it hurts too much to play it that way right now. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, because it's going to put a lot of pressure there from the weight of the system. So so until the zit subsides, I can't really Mm. get too crazy with the uh, head mounted thing but i did discover well i didn't discover it i had seen it posted online but there are youtube videos in 3d that you can watch with the labo vr kit so you can find you can find uh some interesting oh but they're, you- they're all kind of tech demo-y but there's totally videos that that'll work with it oh, okay. anything that you can look at with google cardboard works with the labo vr kit okay but you'd have to you have to go find it like without the headset on and then you have to right. find the video, slide it in. and then you slide yep. it in. Then yeah, once it does the, it's a, it's yeah. kind of a pain in the butt, but it works. Yeah. So I I did that a little bit and had a little bit of fun with that. I actually figured out with it works with my phone too. Hmm. Um, if I look up a video on my phone on the on YouTube and do the same thing, it's just a higher resolution version, and the the lenses work with my phone, so I could slide my phone in there, and it doesn't rest the same way because it's smaller, but yeah. It, it it totally works. Oh, weird. And it looks better, like I said, because my phone's higher resolution screen. Except for all the cracks in the screen. Those are really highly visible mm. when it's blown up. I wonder so, what, yeah, that's yeah. something interesting that people should try if they have the Labo VR set. Try using it with your phone. It totally works. Mm. I wonder if it uh, 
I know people have gotten it to work through the PlayStation VR as well. I wonder if that makes it better quality. Like the it does. Better quality because you're not using yeah. the Switch for it. So if you have those, you can you can always try it. So that's cool. Um, so yeah, I played a bunch of the, the Labo. I pretty much bore, like I wouldn't say I burned myself out on it, but I mean I haven't played it at all today. Didn't really feel like it. Mm-hmm. Just been playing it the heck out of it. Otherwise. Uh, Still think it's pretty cool. Still gives me like a pretty magical feeling. I uh, played some more Birio Kart uh, on f- uh, last Friday. Uh, actually played it with just two beers, and that seemed to be the magic number. Mm-hmm. And I still felt kind of woozy afterwards and was like, okay, well, that's enough. Like We didn't play a whole lot of it. We just did one set of four courses. But. Were they uh, were they regular-sized beers or, t- or tall boys? So what we did was we did you have to finish your one 12-ounce beer for the first course, and then, yeah, you had a 16-ounce beer. It's not quite a tall boy like the in-between one. Yeah. Um, for the for the last three matches. And I actually ended up saving it for the last match, so I drank the tall beer all in the last match. Mm. And I still got first place in every course. Nice. But not against so, the not against the computer players. Just against they were your set opponent. On you yeah, still, against the computer. You still got ahead of them, even though you had so much time not driving? CC, easy computer mode. Yes, I got first place on every course. Oh, wow. Okay. A so, lot, yeah. lot, of, lot of bullet bills? No, I just stayed in front first the whole time. Hmm. Like, I only got down to, like, maybe fourth place was the furthest back I fell. Hmm. But I would stay in the top, this top 50% the whole time. And then once I finished my beer, I would get back to first pretty quick. Oh, wow. Without the need for those, those uh, handicap items. I guess if you have a good technique to it where you can like I do. slowly sip like or I don't know like while you're coasting like I guess let off the accelerator and drink real quick and then hit it again and well you kind of already said you're not interested in trying it but at this point I, I mean, would I'll like to find it. some people that are serious about it because <laughs> I feel like I could be a pretty strong contender in I mean, this game. I mean whenever you whenever you come up here I'll try it. I just the idea of it sounded too beer chuggy and I and I don't like to do that but right. but I guess if you do it right you don't necessarily have to chug cuz the idea of it I guess is like where you play and then you put down the controller and then you chug a whole beer and then you play more, you know, but I don't think that's the good way to do it. I don't think that's the way to win doing it, you know. So yeah, no, I'm willing to try it for sure. I actually mentioned it to some of my customers on Sunday at the bar, and uh, they they were into it. But also, I felt kind of weird because it's like, well, I'm kind of like telling you to slam beers really quickly, and you know, maybe I shouldn't do that at the bar. But but my my veteran uh, Mario Kart player that comes in every Sunday, like he's like, oh, that sounds like a challenge, and he was going to do it. He was just going to do it straight up, like against the computer, like on the Super Nintendo one. And I was like. I was like, well, that I was like, that might be tough. I was like, maybe you should try doing it against a human. And people human are person. like, it's in the news. People are getting sued for deaths of people. Like, so this is in the news. Tiger Woods is actually being sued by the family of a, a gentleman who died after getting really drunk at his restaurant at Tiger Woods' restaurant, that, yeah. playing beer um, because he was overserved. He worked there too, but mm-hmm. he was overserved. And then he wrecked on the way home and died, and now the family is suing. Oh yeah, the restaurant for over-serving yeah. him. Yeah, mm. so you got to be careful about like you can't be telling people to chug beers at a bar if you work there. That's just yeah. not. Oh just sure, you can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> you but I, I do watch think your that. Ass. Well, I mean, it was. That, it, it's I think that's us, ridiculous. Though. I do. Yeah, too. I mean the guy. The guy drinks like tall boys. So I was gonna, I was gonna ask him to like put it in a smaller glass if he was gonna do it. Like not try mm-hmm. to do the whole thing at once. Like we have those little those little half pints. Like I was gonna say maybe. 
use that or something. <laughs> but yeah, no, maybe I shouldn't mention it anymore. I just thought it'd be, yeah, I just thought it was a funny thing to mention. I only, t- I only told it to him, and he's a regular. You know, he's I not feel really like people to... where you work wouldn't, ca- it wouldn't yeah. be as big of a deal. But yeah, I don't know. Somebody's trying to like suit Tiger Woods. I mean, he's got a ton of money, so yeah. I mean, that's kind time. of a that is like the, I mean, that is the responsibility of the restaurant to to like. I mean, if you've take if anybody's ever taken the, uh, what do you, what do you call it, the BAFTA or whatever it's called, it, there's like a test that you have to take to work to work at a bar. It's like an online test. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it offhand. I've taken it a couple times, but uh, the whole thing, the idea is to like you know tell you that it is your responsibility as to how much they drink, and you should monitor them. And if you are still serving them when they're overdrunk, then that's that's kind of a, that's against the law. You shouldn't be doing that. So. Granted, like maybe they didn't know that he was driving, or they didn't, you know. That's kind of a gray area, I guess. But yeah, it is like the, it is the responsibility. Yeah, it's the, kind of a messy story. Yeah. There's more to it. I mean, like I said, he worked there, and supposedly, the lady that runs the restaurant or that manages it is Tiger Woods' girlfriend, and she'll sit and drink at the bar with her employees at the end of the night, which is not uncommon. But supposedly, that's part of the the, the lawsuit that they were they were doing it with him. They were like encouraging him. And then he had recently gotten out of rehab and was trying to stop drinking and all this other crap. So anyway, needless to say, yeah. whatever. Do <laughs> cart. If you want to do it in your own time at home, do it. Yeah. But don't, but don't, uh, if you work at a bar, don't have people do it there. <laughs> um, I also have been playing Stardew Valley as usual. Um, I'm back to winter again, so I've got come all the way around back to winter so it's going to be slow moving from this point on but uh i plan on completely redoing my farm for the first time since i set it up so next spring i'll have more to talk about with stardew valley but i gotta get through the winter again so that might take a while i got on the wii u U eShop and bought a couple of games uh one of which was harvest moon the original super nintendo yeah i've never played through it and i and i haven't put much time into it yet but it's i mean I'm seeing all the, you know, the inspiration that was yeah. in uh, Stardew Valley that's still there in the original game. So did you ever kind of cool? Did you ever play the 64 one? I did not. Okay, because I think that's, I mean that that's the main where they the way they took a lot of stuff from that. I really that's my favorite one out of all of them. I didn't I didn't play a whole lot of the Super Nintendo one. I mean that's like the very 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 beginning, but but a lot of the stuff that you see in Stardew Valley. I think it's based on that one. What do you think? The sixty-four one, or even or even the Game Boy one. The which what's, is the sequel what's to funny that. about it is it came out in like ninety-seven, but it totally looks like a, like a first-generation Super Nintendo game. Yeah, the graphics aren't e- great. Even the music is like <laughs> kind of not that great. Yeah, it's very yeah. It seems very primitive. But do you so, like? I mean, do you like what you play of it? Is where you like? Oh, so this is far, way too. I, mean, I don't simple. know how much time I'm really going to spend on it, but once I can figure out how to like plant more than once, like so. When you sow your seeds, you just throw them, and I didn't know that, so I've already wasted a bunch of seeds. <laughs> yeah, because he like sows around him. You know, it's not just the spot directly in front of him like yeah. every other game I played. Um, yeah, they whatever. do that in the other one too, in the sixty-four one. Like it's in it's in a square pattern around you. But those, but, uh, yeah, that that's all well and good. But so I did go see the Pokemon Detective Pikachu movie, and while I was one of my friends, I saw it with that I work with. Uh, kind of called me out on being a poser for not knowing all the original Pokemon. I was like, well, I don't know all the original 101 Pokemon. He's like, see, you are a poser. You didn't know there was 151. I was like, damn it. That was the <laughs> What a dick. Uh, no, I mean, he was just kind of like 
he was teasing me, but I was like, fuck it, I'm going to try to learn more about Pokemon. So I bought Pokemon Snap. Um, I actually got it on the Wii eShop uh, with the last of my Wii points. Yeah. Uh, back in the a uh, few months ago, and now I wish I had. I hadn't because I didn't know it was on the Wii U eShop. I should have bought something else. But mm-hmm. So I just spent $2 to get it on the Wii U eShop so I could use my Pro Controller. Yeah, so you can upgrade it. Yeah, and so I've been playing that. I actually played that a lot last night and today, and I'm, uh, I've am i only got one more level left to unlock in it. And so I've been doing pretty good in it, and I recognize a lot more of the Pokemon than I thought. Like When I see them, I'm like, I'll say their name out loud to myself, and then I'll mm-hmm. see if I'm right. And I've been right every time. Nice. So I remember at least that I'm starting to wonder if that's not where I learned a lot of the stuff I know about Pokemon was that game because I played that game a lot mm. when we had it when I was in, in high school still and uh, my brother had it and I played his copy of it all the time. Oh, I thought you played it. I thought you played it with me in college. I probably played it then too, but I thought it was. I, I thought it came. I out thought later. we had it at my house and. I, when I was growing up, maybe I didn't. Oh, okay, I thought it was. I thought it was a later release, but I might be wrong. Well, I don't know. Be interesting to check it out. Either way, happy to to uh, play that game. It it holds up. It's still mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, so, for sure. Anybody suggesting that Labo be used for, you know, a Pokemon Snap reboot or a, a, a sequel? I think that's viable. Go for it. Yeah, now I'd really like to play it in that way. What did you think of the movie? Well, since we we did a pod, we did a podcast with John, but we haven't heard your thoughts of it yet. So I definitely, when the movie started, like some of the stuff that happened at the beginning, I kind of laughed out loud a little bit at how ridiculous it was. But I just had to like temper my expectations a little bit and, and realize this is a kids movie. And once I once I realized it was like you know a family friendly kids movie, um, I started to like it a lot more and. By the end of the movie, I was like, this is good. I like it. So I definitely think it's um, it knows its audience well, and, uh, and, it, and it targeted them well. And so it's good. It's good. Um, some of the Pokemon, I didn't know who the hell they were. Like the speaker Pokemon. Like what the fuck were those things? Loudred. Like I'd, the dubstep Pokemon or whatever. Yeah. The, I forgot to – I didn't get around to it in our podcast that we did of it. But Loudred is the evolved form of Wismer. I thought was funny. Whismur is like the silent Pokemon, and then it evolves into this giant, like this Pokemon with with giant speaker ears that yells all the time. I thought that was funny. It was a funny, like opposite side. It's kind of like the uh, Magikarp Gyarados of that generation, you know, where it's like super timid and then in your face after that. Not to spoil what you had in your in the um, the news, John, but I not- I actually noticed it when I saw the movie. And I asked my friend who was sitting next to me, I was like, is that, is that a clip from uh, that movie in Home Alone? Yeah, 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 I noticed it too, and I was, I, I thought it was distracting. I was like, why is that mm-hmm. here? Yeah, that, uh, I found it. It was, di- even, it was even used in the same way as Home Alone, where like, it gives you the wrong impression, like someone's already in the, in the room well, when it, it goes in yeah. there. It, it, mm-hmm. it, I found it very distracting, because that's not an actual movie. Right. They, they just filmed that for Home Alone. That's mm-hmm. why I found it really distracting, because I'm like, this isn't even a movie like this. You wouldn't like that. Doesn't that's not a movie like they filmed. So I wonder if that's owned black by and white and put it in Home Alone. Whoever make this new line entertainment, like whoever made the whoever made it must own that stock footage. Yeah. Just reused it. Well, they said that the editor put it in there as a placeholder. They just wanted a gangster movie. Oh, OK. And they just ended up 
rolling with it. And they licensed it from whoever owns it, whoever did it. Oh, so that wasn't already in their catalog. That's what I I totally thought. It was just something they had in their catalog they could use without licensing. Yeah, I guess not. But, I mean, it's Warner Brothers. They made all the gangster movies. You'd think they would use one of their classic gangster movies. Yeah, right. hmm. Yeah, I just thought it was a really weird choice to have it in there. But, but yeah, I literally, like, turned to my friend sitting next to me. I was like, is that from Home Alone? Like, that was weird. What the hell? I didn't, and I was thinking the same thing. I didn't it think took it me out of the movie. Yeah, and thankfully it's early in the movie, so like you can get right back into it after that, <laughs> you know, and be like, "What? Oh, okay, plot." But um, I mean, it wasn't like you know, it wasn't the Citizen Kane of video game movies or anything, but it was a good movie. I mean, uh, it, it was com- compared to what's come before it. I think compared to what's come before <laughs> it, I guess it is like Citizen Kane. I mean, I think it's I think it's great as far as video game movies go. I mean, there's not really a whole lot to go against. Like we said in our other show, like what Street Fighter 2 the anime or Mortal Kombat, the original yeah. one. You know, right. say the original Mortal Kombat movie was kind of good. Yeah. Then again, we were much younger and easier to entertain then. Uh-huh. And watching this as a 36-year-old man and coming away thinking that was an entertaining movie, they like, that says a lot. Yeah. And, you know, my friend, my Pokemon Super Friend fan that called me a poser, he had some complaints about it, of course, but mm. it was mostly like what any super fan would say. Like, I hope he wasn't. Why, mad. why weren't these Pokemon in there? Why wasn't this this way or whatever? Oh. Well, I, I did think it was kind of weird that they dealt with like how sad Cubone is, like yeah. <laughs> how they still made that a joke. That yeah. He was wearing his dead mother's helmet. Yeah. I like I like that that was a joke, too. Yeah. Where he flat out said it to them. It was super lighthearted. Yeah. yeah. Even though he's wearing the skull of his dead mother. As long but, as uh, as long as he didn't <laughs> as long as he wasn't upset that there were no battles in there, because they're not they aren't battles. There aren't battles in Detective Pikachu. There started to be a battle, but it didn't really happen. Well there was the underground one, but I I, I read some dumb article earlier. I'll say what there wasn't much that. of was yeah. detectiving. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't. Like how like Detective Pikachu didn't really do any kind of detective-y kind of stuff. Yeah, he wore a little hat though. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, we talked about that on the show that it's not. It doesn't have like what in the game. There's a lot more detecting. I mean, the whole game is detecting. You know, is interviewing people and pulling out stuff and you know putting together like ideas of what happened wherever. It's just an action movie. It's um, a family action movie where there's always something happening. So it's one action set piece to the next with little tiny dialogue scenes in between but mostly you're just moving from one chaotic thing to the next of mm-hmm. craziness and getting as many pokemon on screen as possible yeah seems one of the big the big uh, goals of the production which it looks great i mean that establishing shot where every animal in the world is a pokemon it's really cool seeing that in live action even though you know mm-hmm. it's all cgi it was done well and you know all the butterflies are butterfreeze and yeah. blah 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 like everything is a is a pokemon that's hanging out mm-hmm I think my single favorite shot from the movie was when they were in the Rhyme City, when you were doing the intro to Rhyme City, and you saw the one guy, the one Pokemon was being like a, 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 a crossing guard. Oh, yeah. It was because or... the Snorlax was in the way. He was sitting in the middle of the trap. Yeah, yeah. That was funny. <laughs> it's Snorlax. love Snorlax. And then the top of every single light post had some Pokemon perched on it, which is like real life with birds. Mm-hmm. So there's just like literally just every square inch of the screen had Pokemon on it somewhere. There was always something to look at. Yeah. Visually, yeah. it was stunning. I could even see it getting nominated for some kind of Oscar for the visuals, for the production design. I really liked when uh, Magikarp, like they were talking shit about Magikarp and then he turned into 
gy- is it Gyarados? Gyarados, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then the water, all the water happened. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yeah. It made sense in the game, too. This water defeats, defeats fire type. But they were like, oh, Magikarp's the worst. <laughs> Which he is. Uh, even in Pokemon Snap, like, it's really hard to get a good picture of Magikarp. Mm-hmm. I think it evol- I think you can get it to evolve in that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are a lot, of, yet. a lot of them you can get to evolve. Get to evolve. It is fun, like, throwing the balls at them and knocking them into lava or whatever and turning mm-hmm. them into stuff. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, I don't really have a lot to say about Detective Pikachu other than it was good. It, it held my interest the entire time. I have a tendency to fall asleep during movies, so oh. the fact the fact that I was like exhausted and it only had like two or three hours of sleep the night before and then had to work that morning, I still stayed awake for the whole thing and enjoyed every moment. So there you go, Detective Pikachu gets two thumbs up from me. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you liked it. I, th- I thought it was a lot of fun. I will probably watch it again at some point. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it for this week. I mean, I played a lot of games, but the Pokemon Snap's probably the one I put the most time into. Okay. Or Labo VR and then Pokemon Snap. What? Uh, what? Oh, oh yeah, you talked about that. I was gonna say your um, yeah, the bleeding was on was on the cardboard from your yep. uh, middle name. What? Uh, what do you got, John? Uh, aside from my usuals, you know, Super Blood Hockey and Rocket League. Um, I took a dive into the, the Japanese eShop and, nice. uh, tried to see what I could get. Uh, I downloaded some free stuff. I got, uh, Crane Game Toreba and Netcatcher Netch, which I don't know if you guys have seen these, but they're oh. basically like, like crane, crane games. games. Yeah. Like you can actually win prizes and stuff. Are they demos? They're not demos, but it's just free free it's not even a game it's like software uh, or you can actually free to play right yeah free to play yeah um and you gotta manipulate the crane and you try and get your prize and then they actually send it to you mm. um so i didn't go too far into it because it was in number one it was in japanese and two i didn't want to accidentally buy something yeah 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 um but i just thought that was interesting well, you wouldn't yeah. you, you wouldn't be able to buy anything because you have to have you have to have a Japanese credit card to buy anything. So it would have there's no way it would have gotten to your bank account or anything like that in that. So if you would, yeah, I, I kind of figured, but yeah, if I we didn't want to... if you would have ran into it, it wouldn't have charged you just because it can't, you know. Yeah, I thought that's pretty interesting. It'd be cool if they brought something like that here, where you could imagine like a crane game where you could actually play for a Nintendo prize, like physical prizes and stuff. That would be pretty awesome they could make a lot of money that way um they could also get into a lot of trouble with litigious parents <laughs> but hey whatever uh and then the other one i tried was joy sound which i didn't really try it because uh you had to pay for uh the songs and stuff it's actually it's karaoke i thought that was fascinating and they put on a karaoke fun? game yeah there's i've seen other karaoke games on the eShop, and i just wonder like how does that work is there a hmm. Can you plug a microphone into the Switch? Somewhere? They have a Nintendo branded microphone. I mean, you could. The the I think the one on the Wii even was a USB. You could you could plug it into it because there were those USB plugs on that. So yeah, so, on yeah. one of the first screens of the game, they show like a, a traditional like studio mic, but it's with the Nintendo branding on it. Mm. It's got the little uh, power switch like on the uh, on the Switch itself. And I was like, man, I kind of want that microphone, not for the game, but, you know. The podcast. Yeah. The podcast. Well, sure. Uh, I'm sure, because there was Rock Band on Wii. 
wasn't there? I feel like there was. There was. I mean, and uh, there was. so you would so I would that the would the mic work for that? If it was a USB mic, it should it should carry over to switch. I as guess well. I don't see why it wouldn't. There yeah. is a USB port on the. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it would just have to be while it was docked. Yeah. Since there's not a USB port on the switch itself. Yeah, you can't do it. You wouldn't be able to do it in portable mode. They also jumped into the Famicom games and tried all the Japanese ones that I haven't tried yet. Um, like the sumo game, I thought that was pretty fun. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, and then what was the, the whatever the fighting game was with the the guy with with the like Rayman limbs? Oh yeah, or, yeah the the robot one or whatever it's yeah. called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I tried that. That was interesting to see a fighting game on the NES or Famicom rather. Have you tried a uh, Have you tried the uh, Clue Clue Land or? Or, or Excite Bike or any of that? It, it came out last night, like late last night they dropped. No, I haven't tried those yet. I'll probably try them right after the show. This is this is a news item, but I'm, I, under, I understand from what we've said and what we've played that we didn't get it. But So none of us bought the uh, the Tetris DLC, the nine ninety nine no, no. Tetris DLC? Yeah, I couldn't. I It didn't seem like anything. I'm, I'm like, I'm not paying $10 to play an <laughs> offline mode. If it had multi- like an like endless. local multiplayer, yeah. that's why I would buy it if it did. Yeah, I would too. But it yeah, was, that was surprising. That they didn't really offer that. much for it, so I didn't get it. But yeah, that dropped like right after we were done recording last week, I feel like. It was like very, very close to, to when we were done. But yeah, no, now you can pay for Tetris if you want. If you want to get some extra offline stuff, which is weird. So I guess you, it's kind of like buying the game if you don't have the online service. You could buy it and play it not with people, which... Doesn't make any sense to me, but hey, it's there now. <laughs> you want to you want to put money down for that? It's like they sold all the least enticing features of the game and and gave away the main feature for for free. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, that's kind of the way it is with all these other battle royale games, where the story mode is a separate thing that you buy and you play the battle royale for free. So yeah, they have stayed true to the form in that regard, mm-hmm. and we all kind of knew they were going to add stuff to it and try to charge for it. Yeah. Not not surprised at all. They Definitely are, just disappointed in what they're offering for that price. Yeah, they, there is actually DLC to come in the future, though, that hasn't been unveiled. So hopefully that's the multiplayer thing. Because there's, there's two DLC packs. The first pack is the one that we know about already. And there's another mm-hmm. one that doesn't have a date on it yet. But that's probably the multiplayer stuff. But it's all under the same umbrella of nine ninety nine. So... If that ends so if you up buy being it now, cool, then you get the later DLC. Yeah, included with it. Oh, okay. It's kind of like it's like what uh, they did with Mario Kart, with Mario right. Kart Eight. If you remember that, where you would buy the or same with like uh, Breath of the Wild, where you yep. would buy like a whole thing and you get some DLC now, and then there'll be DLC later that you'll get. And it's the same thing with this. I'm just what it was they offered for for right now. I just couldn't bring myself to pay ten dollars for that. I'm like, I'm not gonna play that. <laughs> But, uh, somebody on, I can't remember where it was, maybe it was Reddit, somebody said it was uh, Nintendo's ploy to get people to put that their eShop money that they won in the tournament back into the eShop. Oh, uh, maybe. I mean, that's the amount that you get, right? Mm-hmm. Nine, 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 nine. If uh, If that's all that you've been playing, John, we could mm-hmm. uh, we could take a break and get to the news. Sounds good. All right. Speaking of eShop stuff and Nintendo online stuff, we'll be right back. Burp.
Hey there, Nintendo Maniacs. Would you like to get some bonus content from your friends at Nintendo Main Podcast? Well, if you go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast, you could do that very thing. For $5 a month, you can hear some extra bonus stuff, which we are going to call Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. Here's a taste right here. I don't know if you guys, uh, when I was in grade school, do you remember how there were two different dials on the on the Game Boy? There was the volume one, and there was the one that like mm. would change the screen. Yeah. That was a joke that we used to do, where it'd be like, hey, let me change the volume on your Game Boy, and we'd just like move it to where you couldn't see anything, like to whoever was playing it, and that was like... That was like a prank that we would do. Oh, your Game Boy broke. People. And like everybody's like, oh, yeah, it's really common for someone to change the volume on your Game Boy. No, it was just like, it'd be like, oh, what? Oh, it'd be like, oh, what are you playing? Turtles? Hold on, let me change the volume. And then we just like make it to where you can't see anything and then you die. And that was the joke. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We, terrible. Kids are terrible, by the way. If you guys don't know, they're awful. <laughs> <laughs> It's not growing. What do you mean? Oh, uh, the question mark block. I hit it, and the the bean popped out of the top, but the vine didn't grow out. Oh, I guess it must be a podcoin. Wait, what is podcoin? Well, podcoin is an app where you can make money listening to podcasts. Like, you can listen to podcasts like us, Nintendo Main, or Drunk Monday on there. And uh, many, many other podcasts that you like to listen to. Basically, the way it works is you get points... You get a point per every 10 minutes that you listen to of a podcast, and you can use your points to donate to charity. You can use it to buy Amazon gift cards and other stuff like that on there. And uh, if you want to get an automatic 300 points, you can use the code Nintendo Main, and you'll start with 300. It's Nintendo Main. That is our code. You can check it out right there. You can find it on Android or iOS. Check it out. Wow, I was just trying to get the cloud world. Nintendo stuff. I didn't mention this new shirt I bought. Yeah, I was you, noticing that. Yeah, you bought another shirt. You you like the Tyler Durden look so much that you went back to studio, it. Studio Pin Pin. Check him out on Instagram and um, Etsy. They've got some really cool stuff. Some like, watercolor style. Watercolor style drawings that they put on uh, different things. And uh, I got this map of Super Mario World. It's the whole thing. Front and back. Yeah, it doesn't have it doesn't have like you know the Bowser Castle or the Bowser mini level or like nothing that's off of the main map menu is on this, but it's the whole main map otherwise. So it's cool. Yeah, like similar to your other shirt, it's something where if I wasn't looking at it, I would just think it was like a cool pattern or whatever. It would take me a second to recognize that oh, it's Super Mario World, and it makes it even better. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I think I officially have enough video game clothes now, though. I mean, I, I, I don't mind having Never. more, but <laughs> I've got a staggering amount of video game shirts. Mm. Probably not as many as Trey, but I'm getting up there. I don't know how many I have, but there's always room for more. 
So let's talk about let's talk about the news really quick before we talk about the big news, like the direct and all that. But there's a couple things I wanted to mention on our way in. Mostly, I guess I talked about some of the sales, but I want to talk about some other sales that are happening right now. I talked about the Steam World sale. All the Steam World games, aside from Quest, are on sale. I said Heist is really good. It's going till the 28th of May, so that's pretty rad. Um, Starlink is on sale as well. I I got the uh, the extras for 24 bucks. Um, the regular game is on sale for 20, I think. But it's 29 it's 29.99. But you can buy the deluxe digital edition for 39.99, which doesn't have everything than what's in the $24 range. But there's a bunch of stuff to get on there if you want. Uh Shovel Knight is 50% off again, which I still very highly urge you to play that game, John. No, uh I know you <laughs> haven't, but it's probably I mean, it's the messenger before the messenger. Like I think Shovel Knight was the first indie game that I just like really really loved that I thought just mm-hmm. like which just yeah, it just hit every it hit every note the right way, and it was a blast to play. And and this is the whole edition that you get. So you get the extra game modes that have been added later through DLC, and you'll get the king of you know the king of cards mode or whatever whenever that comes out. You'll get that for free too. But it's very much maybe I'll consider that. It's yeah. very much 12, worth forty nine. It's it's twelve forty nine now. It's twenty five, and you're basically getting four games out of it. So. It's totally worth it. Shovel Knight is really good. The soundtrack is amazing. Uh, Jay Kaufman is probably one of my favorite indie composers. It's really, really, really good. It's it's very. The only much, thing that uh, stopped me from buying this every time it's gone on sale is the fact that I already have it on 3ds. Yeah, but, same with me. But this, I might have to pull a trigger on this one. There's still that. Yeah, it's still there's still that um, DLC that's coming out, which I'll probably probably end up getting, which will probably be ten dollars. So yeah, it probably makes sense to get it now. And I do, I do have Spectre of Torment. I bought that DLC by itself when the Switch came out, just because I wanted more stuff to play on the Switch, and that's really good too. Is that included in this, or is that yeah? This, this this is the treasure trove, so it's everything. So you'll Ooh. get you'll get those other, you'll get the Spectre of Torment and whatever the one was before that, the other DLC one. And the DLC modes are cool because they're an actual whole new game, except you play as the villains from the game, one of the one of the villains. So. It's totally worth it. The Spectre one was really good. I didn't like the one as much before that, but the Spectre one was great. I still want to beat it. I got really close on there, but I did play a lot when the Switch launched and there wasn't a whole lot of games on there. But yeah, that's on sale. Uh, Rayman Legends is fifteen ninety nine. That game's incredible too. Uh, also, I already have that on Wii U, so I did, couldn't bring myself to buy it again. But damn, fifteen ninety nine for that game? That's a game that's like. It's like 2D platformer per- perfection. Like it's, uh, I don't know how much you played of it, Jeremy, but I've only played the demo. It's better. I think it's better than any of the new Super Mario Brothers games. Like I as have, far as 2D uh, goes, Origins on the Wii, the Wii U, mm-hmm. oh, the original Wii. I have Rayman Origins. But oh, okay. I I've never gotten Legends. Yeah, it's good. Like I got it. It was on sale for the Wii U for less than ten, I think, and I picked it up. But I had a lot of fun with it. Jess and I played played a lot of multiplayer on there too. You can do that. And there's there's actually some really cool rhythm levels in there too that are like kind of guitar hero ish, except you're running through a level and jumping at the right like beat and all yeah. that. Those are really really cool. I don't remember if those were in Origins or not as well, but that's another one I just want to mention to anybody who hasn't played it. That's a pretty good deal for that. And uh, those uh, the Shovel Knight's on sale till the twenty second, and uh, Rayman's on sale till the twentieth. And also Jeopardy forty percent off till the twentieth. If you're looking for more multiplayer stuff to play with your partner, Jeremy, I uh, highly recommend Jeopardy. 
it's a lot of fun to play. I don't know if she's, I don't know if she's into trivia stuff. I think every, I don't know. I think she is. I feel like I everybody, everybody is. I feel like every, anybody can get into Jeopardy. This, there's like so much pop culture stuff in there that it's like, I don't know. I feel like everybody has fun with Jeopardy. I think it's a great party game to play, you know, and I, I own many versions of Jeopardy and I think this one was really good. And Jess and I still play it. Like we, we totally still play this version and we're still unlocking new categories. So it's like, I think we've only had one repeat out of the 30 some hours or however much we played of it wow. so far. So, and do it was do DLC with this one where you can add like more questions. Well, I mean, you unlock them as you go through the game. Like there's a, there's kind of, there's a level up system where you, if you get a certain amount of uh, answers correct in each different, there's different categories, like within the game, you unlock more questions as you progress through it. So we haven't seen everything that the game has to offer yet. And we've played a lot of it. So it's like, you could say there's free DLC in there, you know. But no, yeah, it's a lot, a lot of fun if you have some people to play it with. And uh, there's a couple other stuff on here. Was it a free $25 gift card, purchase of a Switch through GameStop or Best Buy? I feel mm-hmm. like that's stuff that we've been seeing for a while. I mean, they did that with PlayStation 4, too. When I got a PS4, I got a $20 or $25 gift card with it. Um, there's a bunch of sale stuff in Europe for any European listeners that were are listening. I... We can't look at it because we don't have, I don't have a European account, so I can't really tell you what all of them are. But apparently there's a lot of them, and some of them are 90% off. So take a look at that if you are in the, over, the, over the seas. You do that. That's, I think that's all the sales stuff for right now. Let's talk about, so big news, I guess, on the cusp of, off of the success of Detective Pikachu. I don't know how I feel about this, but. I'd have said in previous episodes that I am a super fan, so I'll end up seeing it. But Mortal Kombat has been greenlit for a new movie. Uh, yay, I guess. <laughs> Tentatively, I, I think it's. I think I thought it was for real. I thought it was really full on greenlit. Oh, tentative, yay! Yeah, the movie oh, okay. is greenlit. Yeah, I thought you were saying tentatively if, if it's getting made. I was like, no, it's they're making it. Which you know what? It makes sense. Like I've anybody who anybody who has seen video game movies, they know that. Mortal Kombat is probably the best of them if, you know, if you're not considering Street Fighter 2, the anime, which is the best one in my opinion. But it's it's worked it's looked fairly well upon and be interesting to see them try to do it again with less cheesy effects and all that and there's a lot of stories in Mortal Kombat, so a lot of different places you can They got to bring so, that song yeah. back though. Oh yeah, well that song yeah, was Yeah, they in, have to bring the song back. I mean sure. the the song was in the trailer for Mortal Kombat 11, so they definitely haven't forgot about that song. Mm-hmm. Like one of the last trailers they did before the game came out was was that song from Mortal Kombat 11, so it's definitely ingrained in there. I don't know. It's being produced by James Wan who did Saw, all the Saw movies. Well, didn't so ja- didn't that's James good news Wan the violence content? But didn't James Wan also do Aquaman? Yeah. Yeah. I I like <laughs> I, I like I like Aquaman the character but i don't like aquaman the movie the movie is so boring well it it's that why did the why is half the movie him not in water what the fuck guys what are you thinking (laughs) and then we have a stupid cgi battle between people that we know nothing about or what they're even fighting about (laughs) it's like what (laughs) sorry (laughs) yeah we wanted to we wanted to mention aquaman in our pikachu uh drug money but we had we didn't get around to it but yeah that movie was a total snores fest and it really it bugged me because I like Aquaman. I like the character of Aquaman. I don't think he's lame at all. I think it's, if you read any of his comic books, he's actually really fucking cool, like the the character is. But, yeah, I don't know. I just thought there I was too much, thinking. like, kingdom talk. 
And then yeah. the movie gets into a place where like, oh, son of so-so and blah, 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 like that kind of Shakespearean yeah. talk. You know, you really can't, not a lot of writers can really write that way well. And everybody else just seems like they're writing based on other movies that they've seen that sure. wrote that way. And well, Aquaman for me fell in that category of just like the imitator. They're trying to bring the like language. they're trying to bring like Tolkien level linear yeah. explanations to like an action movie. Well, well, also right. it's like it's like well, if you want Aquaman to be a good movie, I think like you should have him fighting for something on a global scale. And like in the movie, they're like, oh, we're gonna attack the surface dwellers. We're gonna go get them. But they never do that. Like that never happens. And like their big battle at the end is not even about that. It's about some other weird CGI race that we don't even know what it is. It's really just like, what? What is happening here? Like, I don't know. I figured it, it would have more potential if we could have just, can't we just cut to them just like trying to invade the surface world? Like, you know, that's understandable. People can get behind that, you know? I don't know. This is I heard that Aquaman <laughs> is going to be a featured fighter in the new Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. <laughs> in the Mortal Kombat movie, Aquaman? Yep. Oh, yeah. Maybe. I mean, well, he He's could. Entering the tournament. I mean, he could be. I, uh, he could be a downloadable character. I mean, they do. They do do the the DC Injustice games, and they did make Aquaman very cool in those games. So I don't know. I've been watching a lot of uh, old SNL clips lately, just because I don't know. I went on a Chris Farley binge again, which I do every few years. But uh, there is a uh, this thing just came up randomly in my YouTube feed, and it was when they killed Superman off back in when wherever that was the nineties, like, ninety three, yeah. ninety four. I think it was later. And, then, and it's yeah. his super. And it's funeral. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I just and, watched that like a week ago. Did you? Yeah. And Aquaman shows up, and uh, Chris Farley like, was a Hulk. And, yeah. uh, he's like, "Hey, I brought shrimp." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, yeah, and then like Sinbad was there. I can't remember what character he was, but he was stealing all the shrimp, which was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And then Lois Lane just kept being like, "Where is Clark? He's gonna miss this funeral." <laughs> it's really dark. Did they really have the Hulk in there? Because that's. Almost yeah. as silly as Aquaman bringing shrimp because he wouldn't kill his friends. Come on, guys. <laughs> well, they like made a point to be like, and now some of the heroes from the Marvel universe are here to give their condolences. Uh, yeah, it's like the Hulk and uh, Aquaman and Aquaman's some... DC. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, no, it was the Hulk and some other people. Spider Man yeah. was there, but mainly it was the uh, it was the Lois Lane thing that was the funniest part. I thought. Yeah. Just, like, Where's Clark? Yeah, she couldn't figure out that they're one and the same. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'll be cautiously optimistic, I guess. But isn't the isn't the Resident Evil writer on the on it? John? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. So so we're gonna have a whole lot of uh, multi pass in there. What's what's her face from uh, uh, Fifth Element? Or no, I think that, oh, I, Mila think, Mila I think the only reason she was in there because she was married the, to the director to uh, Pete yeah. to Pete Weasel shit Anderson. So. You know, I don't know. I don't think we'll see her in there, but still, interesting choice for that. But hey, you know, who knows? I'm I'm a fan of Mortal Kombat, so hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's rated R. Yeah, yeah, it should be, it should be rated R for sure. What? Uh, so do you want to talk about this Black Mirror thing, John? I watched the trailer, and I mean, I'll, I'll watch it. Just be, I'll watch that episode just because of Street Fighter. But man, I thought it looked bad. <laughs> that looked really, yeah, really yes. bad. It looked like bad. I mean, it looks like, and I know you like that movie, but it looks like Scott Pilgrim bad to me. So I was like, mm, oh, yeah. I'm not oh, into Scott it. Pilgrim. Oh man, yeah, I know you love. You don't it. like I, Scott Pilgrim? No, I didn't like it. I know John. I, it's I like it's movie. so true to the comics. That's why I didn't like the comic so either. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I read the comic and I didn't like that either. It's oh, one of the best adaptations. Of yeah. But I mean, just the way they, I, I mean, I blame it because I felt like it made a lot of stuff copy it afterwards and make it crappy. I blame, I blame the crappiness of that Spider-Man cartoon show off of that. The one that Paul Denny did after like way later. That's whatever it was, Ultimate Ultimate Spider-Man or whatever it's called. It was really stupid because they made it look like Scott Pilgrim, like it did a lot of crap in there. But I don't know. I'll watch it just because I'm interested in it. But I didn't even like I didn't like Bandersnatch or, and that's all I saw Black Miller Black Mirror. So you know I don't really have any high hopes for it. But whatever. Yeah. Well, there's a new season of Black Mirror coming in June, and one of the episodes from the trailer, um, it has something to do with with fighting games it looks very much modeled after street fighter mm-hmm. so with the, no real with details beyond that but it the, looks like they're going to have uh, an episode about fighting games yeah basically what makes me think of street fighters the fact that they're wearing geese with torn sleeves mm-hmm. <laughs> that's definitely what makes it makes me think of street fighter i guess because of uh you know ryu and his no sleeves his no sleeved gi i guess that could be any cause any game that followed after that they pretty much borrowed from that and used it, you know, and you see that again in there. But I don't know, I'm sure we'll talk about it here after after it releases and all that. Um do you wanna I guess we could stay in the we could stay in the movie stuff. Did you watch Reggie's uh, going away speech? I feel kinda bad because I haven't seen it yet. Did you guys watch no, it? I haven't his going away speech? No. Um or his uh, his speech his speech his gone away speech, I guess. <laughs> his having left speech. Yeah well he gave a speech to um uh, college. I I haven't watched this yet either, but it's basically his first appearance since uh, having uh, after retired, Nintendo. and so that's why it made the news. Yeah, I haven't I haven't watched it, but it's in there. Um, Nintendo gave out its uh, E3 plans. Uh, the actual time of the um, direct. Did they give out the time or just the date? I know it's the eleventh. They just gave the date, and then of course there'll be Treehouse stuff to follow. And, and right, we'll, there's tournaments. There's three different tournaments, right? Yeah. Splatoon 2 World Championship. It says... Super uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate World Championship. And then um, they just announced... Well, maybe this is more about the Mario Maker, but there was something about Mario Maker as well. I think that was happening just a couple of days before E3. Well, uh, whatever whatever 5 o'clock p.m. UK time is, that's when the direct's mm-hmm. going to be. So I don't know what that what that means. It might not actually be the eleventh then, because how far? What are they like eight hours ahead of us? About Something like eight hours, yeah. Okay, so it'd be in the morning, yeah. Because I remember uh, whenever I stream late at night, friend of the show uh, Martin will pop up occasionally to say hello because he's getting up while I'm streaming. So I've seen you know I've seen him pop in on there because he's a UK UK time and all that. So so that would mean that it would be what around like about ten nine, nine ten in the morning probably. That's that sounds about right because that seems like what it normally is. In E3. Right, right. And uh, also, bad news, E3 bad oh. news, we uh, we got declined on the uh, media pass Beep, for some reason. They didn't even yeah. tell us why. They yeah. said for the following reason, and then they didn't say what the reason yeah, was. Yeah, they didn't say that. They said because right. it sounded like they said, uh, you got declined because a lot of people asked for it. And that was that was all they said. I'm like, okay, whatever. I mean, for but my they teed it up like for, yeah. you got declined for the following reasons, and then they went and explained that oh, there's yeah. a whole bunch of other people. And well, then at the bottom it said no one under the age of 17 is allowed. So I was like, wait, did they think we were under 17? Oh, yeah. Maybe, but we're not. Yeah, they were like, they they were like so strict. However, it was worded. I'll pull it up here. Um, 
they made it like no way, no how, you're not getting in, don't contact us again. Uh-huh. And that's that. <laughs> Just like, jeez, you're going to be so brutal about here. We're, I got it right now. We're putting out a restraining order for you. Uh, if we see you by the E3, uh, we will make sure we will arrest, arrest you and uh, take you away. Don't ever talk to our son again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, um, so we applied for the, the media pass for E3, and they came back and said, Thank you for your interest in E3 2019. Your registration application has been reviewed, and based on the information provided, you do not qualify for the media badge for the following reasons. The ESA must enforce strict media qualification policies with all media outlets applying for media badges. As you can imagine, we consider many requests from media outlets in the gaming community and strive to be balanced in attendance decisions. We understand the frustration, but the decision decision is final that you are not qualified for a media badge. <laughs> the decision is final that you cannot go, so fuck you. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, but you're still planning on going, right, John? You're still going to get a... Still going to get a fan pass or something? I'm still planning on going. Yep. Gamer pass, whatever. I mean, it, it does... One good thing that came out of it is that it's actually... It's better for my finances. So, <laughs> I mean, I am... So I am not... It would have been nice to go, and I said... And I would have gone, you know, of course, but... And it would have been cool to have a time where we're all together. I guess the next time we'll all be together is in October, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, it would be nice to be able to do something as a show. But, you know, give it time. If, if E3 happens again next year, we'll go. <laughs> a lot of people seem to be hating on E3, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how many years it has left, but, you know, with a lot of people leaving it. But I think it'll be just fine. But, you know, John... It's going to be some big show. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever, whatever it is, you know... There's going to be a, a big central gaming convention. So if E3 goes away, okay, cool. PAX is the new E3. Sure. Yeah, PAX, Same thing. A lot of people seem to like PAX. We should try to go wasn't to that Wasn't there sometime. like one year where there wasn't E3? Didn't that actually happen one time? During during World War II? No, <laughs> I thought there was a year where it got like super... I'm, I'm kidding. That was when there was no Oscars. <laughs> during World War II, they did that just to, oh. just because everybody was fighting and shit. Because they had to ration the trophy medals. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> they they might have. Uh, but no, it was the... Uh, it was like in the single-digit 2000s. There was a year where it got severely reduced. Oh, uh, I remember. Like, hardly yeah, it was like a media... Co- yeah, you're right. They They had it, but it was more like... Yeah, yeah, low key. Mm-hmm. Like I think only press was involved, and that didn't that. go over so well. So they it came back the next year. Yep. And now they let everybody in. Yeah. Oh but yeah, yeah. I think this goes back to one of my earlier points from I think a previous show that we did about E3 uh, when I attended last year was they need to just make it a little bit longer. Because there's so many people there, and there's a lot of demand for people to to attend. I don't know why they don't just stretch it out a little bit longer, and make it four days. Yeah, I would. I'd say even five would be good. But if they made it four days, maybe guys like us would be able to attend with a media pass. And honestly, I understand where we're we're at right now. You know. Mm-hmm. We're not high up on the totem pole as far as podcasts, but I think they need to speak to people like us a little bit more. Well, we have, um, I mean, we have almost like a thousand downloads, you know, we're I, think working that's our pretty, way I think that's pretty good. Right, we're working way up, our way up, but yeah. you know, I, I think we've hit a benchmark where we would be reasonably 
able to get into a show like E3. Yeah. And I, I think it's unreasonable to turn us away. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's weird that they didn't ask for like our follower numbers or anything like that. I feel like that's what a lot of people are asking for nowadays. Like that's right. how I got like some stream keys and stuff was through that. It's like how many followers do you have here and here and here, you know, or like where are all your media sites and all that? Like I feel like a lot of people are asking for that and they didn't for some reason, which is weird. They did ask for our links. They asked for our links to our social media and all that oh, stuff. Okay. So I submitted that. But, but they didn't ask for like how many followers we have and no, they didn't ask and stuff like that. How many followers do you have? Mm. Oh well, well I mean, if you, John will still be there, so we'll still we'll still be reporting on it. Of course, we'll still be watching the directs, you know, having all that fun stuff. And we will do a preview show at some point. I want to do something that's a little bit closer to E3, but also maybe not like the week before E3, out of fear of stuff leaking or whatever. I don't know. What I'm saying is we'll do it in like the next like couple episodes or something. We we will do a full on a full on uh, prediction episode on that. But let's move on from E3. Uh, I want to talk. I talked a little bit about this earlier, but so there's been some uh, ratings come out of Famitsu, just because I want to push everybody on Team Sonic Racing. It's got looks like eights and nines going on here for the reviews. So I've been saying it for a while. That game's going to be good. So uh, definitely check it out. I don't know if any of you guys are interested in all, but if you're tired of playing Mario Kart Eight, which you should be because it's a thirty year old game. Uh, <laughs> get a get Sonic get, get Sonic Team Racing, and it's only forty bucks, man. And I've watched been watching a lot of footage of it, just because you know it's around that time where you see it all over the place, and it looks great. Like I even like in handheld, it looks really really good. Like it looks, you know, the the levels look really big, and it just looks like a lot of fun. It's very much, you know, it's very much in the style of Mario Kart, but that's fine. Mario Kart Eight is old. We need a new card game, and I love card games, and I think that everyone who's listening to this should buy it. It's it's looking awesome, and I'm very, very, very excited about it. I wish it was out now. I would I would have been playing it earlier if it was. We played all that transformed, you know, last year after the Indy 500, and I had a great time with it. So yeah, I'm definitely interested in playing. I was thinking about game. yeah, I was thinking about streaming some transformed just just because you know like either like tomorrow night or, or not tomorrow night uh, either like Friday night or Saturday, just because I'm so psyched to play it. I don't know if I have the original one on Wii. If I have that, I'll stream that one as well. But yeah, no, it's a. I'm very, very pumped about it. It's. Uh, I'm going to buy it. I mean, you can pre-order it, pre preload it now. I'm probably going to preload it in the next couple of days. So super excited about that. Um, I just want to talk about a couple more things before we get into the big news. Um, one thing, because this is something that I might be able to experience when I go there later this year. Geodude is now the. Uh, Tourism ba- tourism ambassador of Japan. Right. I don't know how much you guys have read through this, but it looks amazing. Like, just look at this guy. He's wearing a he's wearing like a foam geo dude <laughs> costume with a checkered. He's got like checkered feet, you know, checkered pants coming out of it because you know geo geo dude has no legs. Oh, if you're so familiar with the character, like so he, image. Yeah, he's supposed to be floating because Geodude is just a head and arms. If you're not familiar with the character from Pokemon, but you know, I actually just saw him in Snap today, and he is exactly that. He's totally he's in there, yeah. To the walls, two arms. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think he, yeah, I think he can evolve him into Graveler also in that. But no, yeah, Geodude, he's a cool guy. Uh, <laughs> um, it's just 
hilarious in its own self, and I hope that Justin and I can see him on our honeymoon. That would be a lot of fun, even though I hope he's yeah, not they're super... obsessed with mascots in Japan. Everything has a mascot. Yeah, but look at him. He's got he's got his own little like bandana on and all that, and the uh, <laughs> the checkerboard legs just really just That's really really, really makes it for me. It just looks like he's wearing really dorky pants. <laughs> yeah, like he's a golfer or something. <laughs> he's got, right. got his golf pants on. Well, hopefully, Geo do greet you at the airport. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, there's another there's Splatfest coming up this weekend, of course. Uh, time travel versus teleportation. I'll actually be off on Saturday, so I'm going to participate. Make sure and participate in the in this this time. Uh, I don't know if I'll play it Friday night, but I'll play it on Saturday for sure. What what is what is your vote on this, Jeremy? Time travel or teleportation? Uh, t- teleportation. Really? Yeah. Just you want to do you want to be able to go places quicker? You don't. I think that it's a more useful thing. Time travel's more messy. It just seems like there's more that could go wrong with time travel than teleportation. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You could be starting uh, mul- the multiverse and all that. And with teleportation, you could like teleport to a bunch of places and learn a bunch of cool stuff. Well, teleportation, you could also, like, go to E3 for free with no uh, airplane ticket, you know? You, you could just, tell, just go right past security. <laughs> you could just teleport. All. You could teleport yourself teleport right onto the like, floor. You know, the inside of, like, undiscovered pyramids and stuff like that. Sure. Ooh. And also scary. And when it and if, it's, if it starts to, like, collapse on you, you can teleport out. Yep. Yeah. Teleport to other planets. And You're, if I, like, at the bar and I say something embarrassing, everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> you could just you could just go home. <laughs> yeah, it would make travel a lot easier. I, you're swaying me on the teleportation. <laughs> I guess I'll have to go for that. I was thinking about time travel originally, but I might I might just go for teleporta- teleportation. For How that. much is my bill? <laughs> <laughs> dine and teleport, not dine and dash. Uh, I say I say one more thing, and then we go to Super Mario Maker Two. Um, the Switch has surpassed the PlayStation 4's all-time lifetime sales in Japan. Look at that! That's so. That's so sad. Take that PS4. Like, you know, we remember what it was like. We were, we started this podcast in 2015 when the nobody Wii was not doing well. The Wii U, yeah, and nobody's buying the Wii, and you know, the Wii U, what like all these random things that outsold its lifetime sales that weren't good. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and now now we're here where we are. Here we are with Nintendo being at the top again. And you know what? Like, It's not even a price thing because you can get a PS4 now for around the price of the Switch. So. Yeah, you can get cheaper in the Switch, actually. It's even cheaper, yeah. yeah mine, I got my PS4 for 200 I think. It was right. definitely less than uh, than the Switch was. So. And how many years did the PS4 have on the Switch? I think like one or two, maybe. Sure. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, 20, maybe just one. Okay, Didn't yeah. It? So just one then, right? No. Uh, Switch came out in 2017. Oh, okay. Wow, was it out for that much longer? I guess. Yeah, because so technically the Wii U was first out the gate for that generation. Yeah. And it wasn't technically a competitor, and then like the other two came out like the next year. Right. The Wii U came out in 12, right? Yep. Late 2012. And I think it was fall of 2014 that the Xbox and the PS4 came out. Oh, okay. So they're coming up on five years five-year-old hardware and they've had they both had like multiple revisions to the hardware hmm. so switch has only been around not even two years now but it's already dominating and it's great and even microsoft's like hell we're gonna put our games on there sony might do the same thing eventually hmm. maybe that'd be a crazy that'd not. be a crazy world i mean sony they had to have their arm twisted to get a uh, cross play and, and and uh 
in Fortnite, but who knows? No, they're still they're still bitter about the PlayStation, about the Vita, about the Vita not going where they hoped. Well, it about the uh, the Super Nintendo PlayStation. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe that's good, right? On the news, I think I covered enough. I, I want to get into the Super Mario Maker stuff. Is there anything I missed that you guys wanted to talk to talk about in particular? Uh, Nintendo opening a retail store in Israel. That's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know what led them to choose Israel. Because there's not a store there yet, I guess. It's <laughs> their choice. I guess so, but is there only, like, but there's one in New York, there's one opening in Tokyo, right? Yeah. Is that their third location? Yeah. Is, I, there, is there not one in Europe? I guess not. I thought it was just New York and Tokyo of, like, official stores. Yeah, Israel, I, maybe they're selling a lot of Switches there. Who knows? There's a lot of money in Israel. Yeah, so people want to get it. So let's talk about Super Mario Maker 2, the Direct. Let's. Holy shit, man. Like, I was sold on Super Mario Maker 2 when I thought it was just going to be Super Mario Maker 1 with more options in there. But man, holy fuck, dude. Uh, Online multiplayer, four-player? Yes. awesome. Yes. I'm excited about that. Uh, I don't don't know if you – did you note everything down for this, either of you? I didn't no. find a, a list of everything. Oh, okay. I need a link. I don't know if you want to, because it, the, I guess we could kind of like do an overview of the direct. It starts off like showing you the basics of how to make Mario Maker. Um, actually, we all made predictions about it before it happened. Uh, we were all wrong. Uh, <laughs> I made a prediction saying that there'd be some sort of demo to come out of it, so we'd be able to, to play it now. That didn't happen. What were you guys' predictions? Uh, I thought that they were going to have some sort of interface with a second screen. Yeah, that didn't happen either. John was saying another thing. Yeah, I thought um, that the DLC would turn it into makers for other platformers like Kirby Maker, Sonic Maker, Mega Man Maker, mm. which didn't happen in here, but I think it's a possibility because they left open one well, I did find, I found a leaked image that actually revealed there's going to be uh, Dino Wars. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that leaked image. We can f- much, much hope and joy. We can finally return to Doctor Spondylus and see what happened. <laughs> see, we see what became of the world of the man-made so one thing, galaxy. So one thing that stood out was that they set because we, we all had questions about it. I think when you said when there was going to be um, elements of 3D world, we we're like, well, how's that going to transpose to all the other games? Yeah. Well, rather than back program everything like they've done in a lot of other regards, they're just like, no. This is just going to be its own thing. So it's like separate from all the other modes. And that's where the blank spot is. And that's what makes me think it's going to be Mario 2, or, you know, Super Mario USA, because of the yep. mechanics being so different in that game. Yeah. That it's going to have to be its own separate category. I just hope that's, I mean, I know there's a lot of love for Mario Land 2, and I think Mario Land 2 is a good game. I just don't really care whether there's a Game Boy mode in there or not. I know a lot of people have been talking yeah. about that. We don't need a black and white mode. I really don't care about that. Like it's no, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that'll be a thing or not. 
Yeah, I mean that's uh, what people have been asking for. But why? I do. I do, do like the that? thought of making Mario two, uh, more, new Mario two levels though, just because I think people can get really creative with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As much stuff as you can pick up and move around, like mm-hmm. it'd be fun. Yeah, but speaking of creative, like man, you can do actually watching that direct. My head kind of like I felt like really overwhelmed just looking at all the shit that you can do. I'm like. I was kind of like, I don't even know how to wrap my head around this. Like, the levels, like, they have, like, night mode now where, like, characters float around. And, like, yeah. there's just, like, so much. And, like, all the scrolling that you can do. And, like, there's just a lot of stuff in there where I was almost, like, kind of felt like, man, I don't even know where to start making a level here. Just from That's the way at it, it felt with yeah. the first one, though. And <laughs> yeah, once sure. you get into it, it's so intuitive. And it lets you instantly, like, try the level out at any point. Sure. And because of that, it makes it very much like, you know, you might spend three or four hours making your first kind of complex level, mm-hmm. but you're going to learn how to play the game as you do it. Are you going to, when you're, are you going to. It also looks like the story mode, which we haven't talked about. It looks like the story mode is a tutorial in a way. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm, mm. I'm really happy about there's going to be a story mode, which is very much uh, reminds me of the Super Mario Maker on 3DS that came out that had like the 100 plus levels on there that you could play that yeah. kind of like, you know, showed what you could do. But yeah, no, story yeah. mode, story mode, there's a really strong single player in there. I didn't expect that. They said 100 levels made by Nintendo themselves. I think John had talked before about saying that that would happen, that there would be some Nintendo made levels in there. That yeah. That's happened. Uh, I like the whole, the two player construction is great. Doing like a multiplayer where you can both make the level at the same time is cool. I really wish that was online. That would be a really, really fun stream to do. So do I. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm guessing that it probably isn't, but. They also didn't explicitly say whether or not you could just play two player with your friends or if it's random. When you play online. Oh, you're right. Oh, oh I, th- I thought random. you. I thought you could. I thought they mentioned that that you could do. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they said something that you could find your your friends because they said if you use your Nintendo Network ID, you could find you could find your friends on there for the for the online. I remember them yeah, saying that. Yeah, plus they said that you can you can leave comments and stuff too, and you can also like follow your friends and stuff, which you could do before, but. You know, mm-hmm. trying to make it like, which is cool. Like I, I remember following like Pear from IGN. Like I, I, I played all his levels that he made. You know, or it's uh, gonna be yeah. so fun. Or this I followed. Looks so cool. I followed like my my nephew. Like I, I, I followed him. He made a bunch of levels. You know, and I played those, and I like gave him five stars and all that to try to encourage him, all that type of thing. And I would like I played all Jeremy's levels and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Like any levels. anyone you knew of that had made stuff, uh, you know, you want to play him and. Yeah, there's the whole the clown wizards. You got to make a mm-hmm. sequel to Pink Yoshi and the Clown Wizards in this one. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna like come they back. Go on tour or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, I mean, it was already a game I was really excited for. Now it's just like I feel like they really hit it out of the park, like what they with what they were showing there. Um, yeah, and and it's and it already was kind of multiplayer, like in the in the in the build level, like you could have two different controllers and one of you would design and then you could hit a button and the other person would automatically play. Yeah. So I'm, I hopefully there's something similar to that in the multiplayer on this, but yeah, it just kind of blew my mind just looking at all the stuff you could do. Like, uh, especially like when it got to the 3d world stuff and I kind of like the, the idea of 3d world, but it's 2d. Like I was never really Same. a huge fan of the way the camera style was in 3d world or 3d land. I mean, it felt like a weird in-between, you know, between, like, the 2D and the Super Mario Odyssey type stuff, I and it, I never I really loved it. it worked out great on the DS for what the DS is. Mm-hmm. I think that was the place for it. But, when yeah, when it was on the Wii U, I was like, all right, well, I get it because there, it's a sequel to that game, so it has the same style. But sure. It didn't make as much sense on the console level as it did on the 3DS. Yeah. But, but you can do a lot of cool stuff that was in there. They have, like, the blocks that change in time. 
There's also, like, so much stuff you can do with the on and off switches. Like, that was crazy. Like, that was just, like, wrapping my mind around that was like, wow, like, yikes. Do you, do you think, um, you don't think that they're going to have stuff, like, unlock over time, like the original Super Mario Maker? Do you think they're going to go that route again? If you remember, you remember that, right? I do remember that. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Were they, Maybe you unlock stuff through the story mode. Because I, I kind of like that because they would introduce stuff to you just a little bit at a time to try to get you, help you wrap your around, mind around it instead of being like, uh, you can do like over a million things here. Just go do it, you know, which is annoying, yeah, I guess. It makes sense yeah. that you know, they want to have you focus on what's important for starting out and then kind of open it up. I mean, it'd be annoying if you were uh, if you had an idea, if you had like a level that you had in mind that you were going to do and you mm-hmm. just want to jump right into it. That sucks. But. Uh, for me, I don't mind, like, just take, you know, like, give me little stuff as it goes so I can focus on each different thing. But, yeah, I mean, it looks it's like a hell of a game. And uh, even at, I know there's more stuff in there to cover in the middle, but at the end, they even introduced Game Voucher through the Nintendo online service, which is pretty cool because now you're actually, your 20 bucks that you're paying a year is paying back to you. So now you're uh, mm-hmm. saving $20 on two games, which is weird. But uh, It does suck that you have to buy two, like, you can't just buy one. Yeah. Yeah, so you basically yeah. you can basically buy two games, two sixty dollar games for a hundred instead of two sixty dollar games for one twenty, you know, plus tax or whatever. In the tra- in the direct it said something around like thirty bucks. Maybe they're taking tax into it or whatever, but into account. But I mean that's a pretty cool thing because I was looking at all the games that were eligible and right off the top there's four games that I'm planning on getting that would automatically right. save me forty bucks, you know, like Super Mario Maker two, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, Astral Chain are all on there, like right at the top. Those are all four games. Astral Chain I wasn't really sure about, but I'll probably get it if it's not awful. But yeah, those are all games I'm planning on getting, and I can get all of them for like 200 instead of uh, 240 you know? So hey, cool. You know, it, it sucks that you got to drop 100 but you know, you'll get points back from that as well. It's just, it's cool. It's a cool idea. I'm, I'm totally into it. I find it weird that there's $50 games in there, though, <laughs> that they're offering stuff that's forty ninety nine because... You're not really saving anything. You're paying a hundred dollars for two fifty dollars games. That's the same yeah, price. Yeah, but they're hoping you don't notice that. Yeah, it's just weird. Like they, I feel like everything in there should be sixty dollars, but there's some weird ones in there, like what Go Vacation and uh, boxing, whatever the fuck it's called, uh, rhythm boxing. There's like, yeah. or yeah, one two switch, sushi uh, strikers in there, sushi striker. Those are fifty dollars games also. Oh, so yeah, the like, Sushido. And what was it? A uh, Bayonetta two. That's fifty as well. I think uh, I saw Dragon Quest Builders was in there. That one's a $50 one. But it'd be cool if Dragon Quest Builders 2 is in there, because I think that's launching around the time of uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. So that's cool. So it's on there. You also mentioned that you can get the game plus a year of Nintendo Switch Online for, uh, was it sixty nine ninety five? So basically cuts the price of Switch Online in half. And not only that, but if you already have it, which all of us do, yeah. it can get added on to your subscription. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, like what I yeah, did so with the... Cool. I, well, I did the Twitch Prime thing, so I got an extra free year on mine as well. So, I, but you could you could still do this, but I could do this to, again, and yeah. And then I have another, year. and then I have another third year, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, if you wanted to add it in half price, I didn't even think about it in that way. But I would that work? I don't. Could you do that with the game voucher though? Probably not, right? So I, I don't. I, wanna, I don't know. I want to do it with the with the game voucher. See, the way I thought of the voucher was that I'm paying full price for a game that I want now. And then my reward is that I get twenty dollars off Mario Maker Two if I pre-order it. So like, that's where I'm at on it. I, there's nothing I really want that's at the sixty dollars price point right now. 
Yeah, say, Yoshi's Yoshi's Crafted World is probably the closest thing I can think of. I mean, look at the game. look at the list because pretty much all like most of the sixty dollars games are on there, aside from like Doom. And I like guess Wolfenstein I mean Stein games too. that are already out. Yeah, um, there's probably some games coming out soon you know, mm. in the next few months that I might be interested. Well, in. Well, hopefully by the time that Super Mario Maker comes around, I can do like a, I can like preload like Marvel Ultimate Alliance or something like that because. Or like three houses, you know, because those are all games I want to get, and I want to get, and I want to do the deal for for Mario for that one. So yeah, I'm interested to see how exactly that works. But uh, yeah, no, it's cool. I like I like getting money back, and then you'll get you know hundred dollar thing on the eShop. You'll you'll get more points back as well. So you'll end up getting some free stuff through that. Also, but yeah, what there's I feel like there's so much stuff that was unveiled in there. There's like I know, a new, it'd be hard to cover everything. There's there's uh-huh. a grading. Was there a grading system in there that you can uh, you can kind of compete online, like the uh, you know like the hundred Mario challenge that were on the old one. You do something like that, but you have less lives. But they'll throw you like random levels at you, which is another thing I really mm-hmm. enjoyed playing. Uh, you can set the difficulty. They'll throw random levels at you, and how well you do, you can actually get you actually get a grade that you can up you know you can level up and all that and more like global uh kind of like what they were saying with the uh, smash brothers i feel like you know more like online competitive type stuff with just playing the game which it's great because i we, we did that a lot like for mario maker like we would just turn it on and just go straight to like the hundred mario challenge and just do the random levels and you never saw the same levels you know more than once and uh, it was a blast and it's nice that they're actually recording that now, and now you can actually like kind of compete with how well you can beat other people's levels. Like that's just adding more dimension to it. I do, I do like it. I like it that it's got those competitive elements. Like, and it's not just for that, but in your actual levels that you make, they're like kind of graded and rated. So that oh, was yeah, sort yeah. of already a thing because yeah. people could star your level, mm-hmm. and so like my level of Bowser is missing. It's my most starred level, which it's like twenty something stars, but. You know, it's by far the best one and the one that people have completed the most because yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's fun for also for the feedback of, like, well, this is the kind of level people like to play. I should make another level like that or I should use these elements in my next level mm-hmm. or something, you know. So that's kind of a real-time barometer of how you should work. But, man, it's it's going to be so fun. There's no way this isn't going to be my game of the year. Like, yeah. It's not even out yet, and I'm already, like... Unless Pokemon or Animal Crossing come out and just blow me away, I was a uh, before this before this became. I mean, this was just announced a couple of days ago, but before it was announced, I actually thought about doing a thing for the show to be like, "Hey, if uh, if you had to vote on like your top five games that have come out so far this year, what would you have?" That's what I thought about. I thought about. I actually doing put some on Twitter today of the, my top three games so far. Yeah, I mean, if you guys have something, we could talk about it. But I put uh for so for three, I put uh. Katana Zero. Oh, okay. Is that what I put? Hold on, let me actually look. So I, I can't remember which I put. Yeah, I think I, I put Katana Zero, and then Wargroove is number three, Katana Zero is number two, and Mario Maker 2 is number one. Oh, okay. We haven't played Mario Maker 2 yet. Of stuff, right, so of if stuff I didn't know about played, Mario Maker 2, I would yeah. throw... Of stuff that you played. Tetris 99? Don't forget about that one. Yeah, probably Tetris 99. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I was trying to think of... Tetris 99 would be number three. Yeah, I think for I think for my top five of this year it would be, and and they're not in any particular order. I'm just kind of throwing them in there. I didn't think long enough for that, but Tetris 99, of course, would be in there. Phoenix Wright trilogy, I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11, put that in there. Oh, what was that? Katana Zero? I'll throw that in there. That was fun. How many is that? Mortal Kombat 11, Tetris 99, Katana Zero, Phoenix Man, Wright. Katana Zero All needs more numbers. Skateboard levels needs more skateboard levels. That you and said? more of the minecart levels. The minecart level was so fun, but it was just like one level. Let's see. Uh, 
What's a, what's another one that came out? I know I'm I'm gonna hate myself for oh Turok, Turok Dinosaur Hunter number five. That's my top five. I'd be I don't think I have five. I think I've got three. So I would put Touch ninety nine on there. Then I would do Cuphead, and then my number one would be Super Blood Hockey. Yeah, you know you like that game a lot. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, but it's and this is and we haven't even and there's like so many big games that are coming out that haven't even come out yet. I mean, my big game of the year that I'm the most excited about still is Luigi's Mansion three, which we haven't seen much about at all. But I love those games. I love the Nintendo horror style stuff, and uh, I'm really excited to see that. And plus, we don't even know like what Animal Crossing will be if that happens. Um, I'm really excited about Dragon Quest Builders two. Um, Dragon Quest eleven is probably going to be end up being really high for me for the year because that's one I've been waiting forever to play. That's probably going to end up being my game of the year. I don't even know, but uh, <laughs> you know, and not even to mention uh, Link's Awakening and. I'm sure there's other ones that I'm forgetting because just because I have so much shit that's coming out this year. But yikes, yeah. And uh, Mario Maker Two is coming out next month. Is it is it pre yeah. is it pre E3 or, or post E3? It's post E3, right? Because it's towards the end. Yep, June 28th. And uh, and by the time you come up here, Jeremy, in July, it'll be out, so we can you know always do some multiplayer stuff with that, even if it's just passing the controller around for uh, one of those like random Mario challenges or whatever. It'd be a lot of fun because actually had a lot of fun doing multiplayer for that where like we would just you just have everyone has a controller and all the controllers are active and you just play whenever you want to it's like how we did the super mario maker wii u one so yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun i don't know if you guys saw but apparently if you if you pre-order the physical copy you get a stylus Did you see that's that? just in europe oh, really oh it's only in europe it's not, oh, okay. it's not the, it hasn't been announced for the u.s oh, oh, i thought i saw that on there yeah I, people I found, are complaining about that a lot on reddit yeah, well, Europe always style. gets they always get the better bundles, man. They've been doing it for a while. Even like I was we, debating, you know, because I've I've been saying I'm going all physical, but I feel like Mario Maker is going to be one where I'm just like you want it to be on the system. Playing, at all I want to have it yeah. there on the system, yeah. all the time. Dip into so, it from whatever other game you're playing. Yeah. Well, I think that yeah, I don't I, know. I think Super Mario Maker on Wii U was one of the first like full on Nintendo release games that I got digitally, just for that fact, just because I just want to be able to play it whenever. I want to say it's, the file size is like 2.5 gigs. It's already been like oh wow, posted that. It's a pretty small file. Wow, because Mortal Kombat's like 23 gigs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's crazy how much how well they can downsize that stuff. But I mean, it, and another thing, don't forget, it'll come out. The big thing for digital for me is just playing it earlier, playing it the night before. Like that's a huge thing for me. I don't like waiting till the next day and going to buy it. I want to just get it right at the second that it comes out. So like, and for you, John, in California, you would have it at nine o'clock the night before, which is like so early. Like, I mean, I don't know how it's, I find it so hard to resist it. Like if it's, you know, the early release like that, I mean, I couldn't even wait. I'm just like, just get it now. Just put it in my veins, as they say. <laughs> just, just stick it right in my veins. We do have to mention the dry bone shell. I thought that was like, oh yeah. Cool. And, and, and cool. there's a fucking car in there. There's a car. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a Koopa car. What the hell, man? That there was is, a that car shit is insane. in the last one, but not as a power-up. It was just an amiibo costume. Yeah, no no amiibo stuff in the direct. That was kind of weird, too. That's true. Yeah, you're but, right. But it wasn't like, I mean, you could turn yourself into, like, a car sprite, but it wasn't like you're driving a car. I mean, it's the car. You know, you can run over people. It's cool. And did you notice that it said, like, Famicom, like, when you <laughs> like mm-hmm. when you started or whatever? It was, it was weird that the direct, like, I guess I didn't know that the direct was for Nintendo UK, so I had a hard time finding the video earlier. But yeah, what was I mean? What was your guys' favorite thing from the direct that you saw? 
I like that they used the word embiggen in the direction. They did. <laughs> they they used the fucking made. That's a made up Simpsons word. That's from Simpsons, dude. Embiggen. But now it's in the yeah. dictionary. It's actually in there. <laughs> yeah, embiggen. They. Uh, I forget what writer. Talking Simpsons, they did an interview with the guy who created Embiggen. But yeah, no, I, I did caught that. I was like, was that Embiggen? Wow, that was in there. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm, Holden, but... I'm really excited. I like I really like the nighttime moon stuff with the like floating characters and all that. That was really crazy yeah. that you can do that. Oh yeah, and, that no, so like they have the floating too. sun guy. Yeah, they have the sun guy. They have the angry sun. It's the moon, and you want to get it because it's like a power up that will kill all the enemies on the screen. And you get one ups from it. It is what it showed in the video. Like all the enemies that die, they become lives for you. And and the angry sun, you can use it in more than just Mario three. I thought that was really awesome. Oh, and big thing, I loved it for Super Mario Maker one. Koji Kondo is coming back and making new songs. Yeah, new I songs. Love I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, I like the backwards ones that are like, you know, if it's a new level in the original Mario, then it's got to have an 8-bit. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that fucking Haunted Castle song is like, I love that so much. That was like the my de- favorite the, song. The desert song in 8-bit sounded really cool. Yeah. I heard of it. Yeah, there's like a desert song. There's like an air song now because, and there's uh-huh. the vertical levels and yeah, wow. I mean, it's, yeah, it's going to be, I'm sure it's going to be pretty high in my list at the end of the year because there's just so much. It's like a, it's like Smash Brothers all over again, except more playable, I guess. You know, Smash yeah, Brothers is fun, but this is the one that this yeah. one like for the rest of the Switch lifetime. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I did that with Mario Maker on Wii U, and I even bought it again on 3DS just to play the hundred extra levels on there. I and mean, those perhaps were a lot of fun. the most exciting part about the whole, the whole thing is that this time around, Mario Maker is coming out on a system that just outsold the PS4 in Japan. Yeah, it's, hey, it's yep. got an audience this yeah. time around. Well, so Mario, it's not being I, yeah. canceled after a year, like the all the, mm. you know, being able to comment and stuff like that was taken away when Miiverse ended. Oh yeah, yeah. And so a lot of those features Went that away. made it so yeah. fun when it first came out were taken away. You know, you weren't getting as much feedback and stuff. Mm. So I am happy that this time around, like John was saying, we'll be playing this for the rest of the Switch's life. Oh yeah, and it'll continue to be. People will continue to make new levels on it, which they're still doing on the original Mario Maker. Because well, I, I just logged into that yesterday. There's still new levels being made. But. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to like hop back into that game again, especially when it gets closer to the re-release of Mario Maker Two. Still a fantastic game. Oh yeah, I mean, it, I felt like that was the killer app for Wii U with Super Mario Maker. It I was. mean, that was just yeah, it was incredible. And then they kind of like went away from it and re-released it for 3DS, but it still wasn't as good for 3DS because you couldn't upload your levels and all. But yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, is there anything that I forgot that you guys noticed? I'm sure there's going to be something I'm I sure think of stuff when, I'm, when I'm doing so the much. edit. Yeah, there's just so much to... There's cooperative and competitive uh, multiplayer, so those two modes work differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the... It looks like the kind of weird shit you can make by stacking things together is even crazier this time around. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. You go to the official um, Mario Maker website that Nintendo has, there's some just crazy like little video clips of mm. some weird shit in there, like these crazy machines where they're using all the new elements in such a way that it's just mind-boggling thinking of what we're going to see. I just, uh, I can't believe there's four-player online. Like, that's something that we've wanted since New Super Mario Brothers on Wii. Like, that's Looks like what Toadette's people have been asked for. Yeah, yeah, Toad. And there's a cool, like, 8-bit Toadette in there that you can play as. Yeah. And also, uh, you can, if, if all of you have Switches, there's, like, four of you who all have Switches and the game, only one person has to stay online to keep you guys yep. all, you know, hooked up to the network and all that, which I think is cool. That's which cool. is cool, but I mean... But, yeah. 
but why? But I don't know. I guess maybe that's would make it run quicker or something. I don't know. But yeah, no, online four player is huge for me because yeah, I mean that's people have been asking for that since ever since they started making these like four player Mario games. You know, since the very first New Super Mario Brothers on Wii, it's been a thing. So they finally came around to it. Now you can make your own levels to boot. You know, and yeah, I'm really excited about it. Uh, I'm excited to play those hundred levels on there. Also, it's cool, well, so cool that it slopes. has slopes are important. Yeah, slopes, slopes are in there. Yep, and you can do Story different mode. gradients of slopes. It doesn't just have to be one type of slope. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, the scrolling. Scrolling was the thing that kind of, like, made my head hurt a little bit from looking at it, because you can have it go up for a while, and then it goes to the right for a little bit, and then it goes up for more. They go and faster. Then, yeah, yeah, and you can make it do different speeds. And the same with, like, the moving, the little snake tiles and stuff like that. And you could hide stuff from the scrolling to where it doesn't show it when it scrolls. There's yeah, like if you put, like, a wall or something, stuff. it won't, yeah, you won't see, like, other, yeah. It just, it sounds like there's just a lot, a lot of stuff in there, and I really want to see what people do with it. You know, it's, and uh, the most the the best levels that I made, the levels that I think you know that I'm most proud of, you know, every single one of them stole elements that I saw online that other people did. So that's what I'm really looking forward to is just seeing like you know initially what Nintendo does with their the hundred levels that are included, and then hopefully they'll add more like D- DLC levels too. But um, I just I want to I want to steal people's ideas and make a really cool level, and maybe I'll come up with some original ideas myself, but. That's really not the way this game works. This is a very community-driven game, and how For it sure. plays, and how it how it unfolds. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's I can't think of anything more to say about Super Mario Maker Two aside from that I'm very very excited about it. But we're uh, we're also a community-driven podcast, which of course you can join our community on Nintendo Made Podcasts on facebook and all that fun stuff if you want to find us uh i think that's i think that's good for this episode i feel like we covered everything that we can uh super excited about super mario maker you know make sure to check us out you can check us out at nintendomainpodcast.com uh jeremy and i are on twitter nintendo underscore domain for me and jmax stack with k's for jeremy and you can catch uh streams on twitch.tv slash podcast. i'll be doing some earlier ones this weekend because i won't be working as much and uh yeah, you can check out some, uh, probably do some Splatoon stuff, probably some Sonic's racing as well, because I'm so excited about that. You know, uh, youtube.com slash uh, Nintendo Main Podcast. You can see people ridic- ridicule me about my videos on there, which uh, happened a few days ago, so you can go read some of that. Uh, cool. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and, uh, you know, thanks for listening. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. John Litter. And uh, don't forget, if you like the show and you want to support us at all, uh, patreon.com slash Nintendo Made Podcast, where you can throw, the, throw us a little money if you want. Just remember, uh, we you know we pay for the show on our own and all that. And uh, if you you know like us and want to throw us a little little something, go for it. And it's my birthday week, you know? If you want to throw me a little birthday thing on, 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 the, on the Patreon, go for it. And for $5 and up, you get some extra episodes, which we will be adding to soon, hopefully. Probably this week or next week. But... Yeah, uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. See you.